This is Saving Grace, Living in Light of God's Love, a podcast ministry brought to you by Grace School of Theology, a seminary to the world committed to the truth of Scripture and life application through the lens of grace. Hello and welcome to Saving Grace. I'm Carmen Pate, your host for this podcast. James chapter 1, verse 2 says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. James doesn't say if, but when you encounter trials. None of us are immune to the trials of life, but does God really intend that we consider it all joy? Well, our guest today not only believes that God intends us to be joyful in our trials, but has experienced firsthand the supernatural joy that God, in His grace, desires to give each of us through our trials. Our guest is Diane Sustick. Diane serves on the Board of Trustees for Grace School of Theology. She has invested her time and talents as a highly valued volunteer at the school for more than 10 years and has served as a trustee for the Grace Foundation. Diane is passionate about God's Word and is a sought-after speaker for women's events and Bible studies. She's the author of a new book, Finding Joy in the Journey, which is the subject matter for today's podcast. Diane was married to John Sustek for 46 years before he passed to glory in July of 2013. She is the mother of two and has seven grandchildren. Well, we are so excited to have you with us, Diane. I'm excited to be here, Carmen. Well, you know, in preparing for this particular podcast, I had the opportunity to read your new book. And I have to tell you, it's so ministered to my spirit. And I just want to thank you, first of all, for writing it and would love to hear how that came about. Oh, that's so sweet of you to say. And the whole purpose of the book is to bring glory to God and to minister to others because it was probably the hardest thing I ever did in my life was walk through that. But it came about through John had an experience where as we walked in joy, God just poured his joy out on him. And as he talked to Dave Anderson about it, Dave encouraged him to write about it because he said, of all the people I've known that have had cancer and have gone through what you're going through, not one of them has had this experience happen to them. So I think you need to talk about it. Oh, wow. And John went home to be with the Lord, and you decided to take that project upon yourself. Well, he tried. He... (laughs) In the book, I talk about him. He got real manic the last few months of his life because of brain cancer. But mm-hmm. um, he was so manic when Dave suggested it, he couldn't think of anything else. So he started writing it on his little bitty iPhone. And at that time, it was like an iPhone 3 or 4. <laughs> Not so, a very big screen. No. no. And it just he just labored over it. And I promised him mm-hmm. as he was leaving the last um, probably week of his life when he could still communicate, I said, I promise you, I'll write your story. Mm. And he just mouthed, thank you. (laughs) So glad, so glad that you did. You know, I didn't have the pleasure of meeting John, but just reading this book, 
I felt this sense of love for him. And I realized, Diane, that it was because of your love for him. Mm -hmm. And I think that unity that you and John had in your marriage, that God just spoke through you and that love for him is just displayed uh, in that book and the trial that you went through together. So I, I, I just wonder, what would John say to you today about completing that book? Oh, he would probably be very pleased that it was done and yet very humbled because he never drew, liked to draw attention to himself. But I think because it brings glory to God, he, he probably would have been very pleased about it. Yes, yes. Well, the book is about going through trials in our life. And as I shared in the opening comments from the book of James, we all encounter trials in our lives. We, we all do. Uh, but counting it all joy <laughs> is not always our first reaction. And and I appreciated that you talked in the book about two ways that we choose to respond when these trials come. Share those options and why the correct response is so critical to find our joy in those trials. Oh, of course. Well, I think we either re react in anger or we respond in joy. And I say react in anger because I know what that's like. Mm -hmm. I was a very... Um, I would say I was, even as a Christian, I wasn't really walking with the Lord, and my reaction was a lot of anger. I was a screamer. I hated that part of my life. But as I got to know the Lord more and more, I realized I have two choices. I can either be angry and blame everybody else, including God, yes. for anything bad that happened, or I can respond by doing what He would prefer me to do, which was search out what he says in his word. Mm -hmm. And in his word, he talks about joy in the circumstances. Yes. And, you know, Carmen, I believe that everything he allows in our lives, he allows to teach us something because he is creating us into the image of his son. Absolutely. So he was, he was chunking away, just chiseling away at that awful sin nature so that I could look more like Jesus. And he was doing it to both of us. I think we just have to be aware yes. of when those times come, hey, this is God. He's mm -hmm. allowing this. Yes. How do I want others to see who I love, who is God, mm -hmm. who is Jesus Christ? I want others to see Christ in me, my hope of glory. And hopefully that would be their hope of glory too. Yes. And doesn't it honor the Lord when we are drawn to him in those trials because he sees that we're seeking his wisdom yes. and not the wisdom of the world because right. we could get lots of wisdom from the world, right? <laughs> I've seen it many yes. times. People running yes. from one cancer treatment to the next, running all over the world yes. for an answer. Yes. And it always ends the same. So, yes, yes. yes I think it must please the Lord I when any does. of us say, how do you want me to respond in this? Mm -hmm. Yes. Seek him, pray to the Amen. Lord for direction and yeah. guidance. Well, you know, the the unity in your marriage was so evident uh, as, as both of you were on the same page, had that same mindset about how you were going to respond. Uh, you say that you had already prepared for trials of life. Uh, how did how did you and John prepare for trials of life? Well, I think we just got to know Jesus. I mean, honestly, I can't say we just went one day, 
oh, I think, you know, we're going to have some big trials. We better sit down and figure out how we're going to do this. I think we just decided at one point when we were having a lot of just hurt with our children Mm -hmm. that we weren't going to be the answer. We weren't going to be able to get an answer. We couldn't change them. We had to change us. So what we did was we just focused on the Lord Mm -hmm. by getting to know him through his word, by seeing how he had been faithful in the past through all of history to all of his people. Mm -hmm. And once we could see that, I think it was easier for us to say, you know, he was faithful then. Yes. He'll be faithful to us. And then we started looking back on our lives and see how faithful he'd been to us. Yes, I can totally relate to that. My husband and I, through many trials in our own lives, uh, we, w- we, we would say to one another, or so we would say to other people that really the Lord's prepared us. Yeah. He's allowed us to experience a crisis. And then the next crisis might be more difficult. Mm-hmm. But because of his faithfulness, in the trial before, right. it truly did give us a strengthened faith that was ready to face it. And Amen. I sense that's exactly what happened with you that's and John. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. We, Each trial got a little harder, mm-hmm. but in each one, it seemed we... We snapped forward faster. Yes, yes. You know, we didn't, my husband was very analytical. And so when things would happen, he always wanted to fix them. Mm-hmm. But, and I just wanted an answer. But we both got to where we'd go, oh, wait a minute. This is not, we don't want our default to be our sin nature. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because we can't figure it out anyway. But you recognize that. We did. And that was beautiful that you were able to kind of nip that flesh in the bud. <laughs> and not go, every no. single but, time, but most of the time. When, yes. When, yes, yes. That's, I love that. Well, I love your quote. You say, the enemy wants to take away the word of God to take away the work of God. What do you mean by that, Diane? Well, okay. If you're, if for me... As I said before, I had a problem with anger, and uh, this was when I was young, a lot younger, but e- even even outbursts sometimes as I got older. But I, as I began to read his word and get into Bible study and just kind of take it apart, I began to see that that wasn't a fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, had I not gotten into his word, I probably never would have known that. I mean, somebody could have stood up and preached it to me, Mm -hmm. and I would have gone, oh, that sounds right, or that sounds good. But just getting into his word and actually being able to take that apart, I was able to see, you know, I I want the fruit of the Spirit. I don't want this this part of me to be what rules me. Mm -hmm. And so I think the work that he was doing in me, which took years for me to— not respond in anger. My default was always my sin nature. But I think that that was his work in me. And he, it just went a little deeper every single time. Yes. His, he's always working to change us into the image of Christ. Yes, he is. And that's what, I, that's what I gained out of all of those mm-hmm. years of really getting to know him. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take away the word of God. I don't want anyone to ever yes. get out of the word of God. Yes. And like you say, when, when you're in the Word of God, regularly the work of God is transforming yes. you. It just comes through, doesn't it? Just it just comes through. Well, it does. I may I may use that quote again someday Please if do. you don't mind. <laughs> I thought it was great. Thank Please you. Please do. <laughs> it was from God, so I... You can share. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 
Well, you share, Diane, that you and John prayed to God after that diagnosis, seeking wisdom. And, and, and I love that picture. And, you know, we, you and I as sisters in Christ, that's a natural thing for us yes. and our spouses and our family. Uh-huh. There may be those listening go, oh, you actually prayed for wisdom. That may be a surprise to some. It may not be a common practice for some. Uh, I think you would agree. That's the key, though, isn't it? It is the key. Mm-hmm. And, and when John and I first married, mm-hmm. we didn't. We did mm-hmm. not pray together. Mm-hmm. And it was years before I longed for it. When we, when we, as we grew in our faith, I remember praying, God, please, please let him come to me someday and say, let's pray together. I don't know why I didn't think I could go to him and say it. <laughs> I mean, he, he was a Christian yes. since he was nine, eight or nine years old. Uh-huh. But... Um, I remember the day, and it was a it was a day in my life that I was devastated over mm. a bad new, bad news about my mom, mm. and he just knelt with me. And from then on, it was just natural. So I encourage anyone who's listening, just do it. It is the sweetest, most intimate time that you can ever have. It is wonderful. Yes, yes. Bob and I, like you and your husband, uh, we. Uh, we didn't for a long time, mm-hmm. and we started praying every single night together, yeah. every night. Uh, I wouldn't trade that time at all. I wouldn't either. Uh, and you can't go to bed angry at your husband when you pray. Never, especially <laughs> right. when they hold your hands yes. and yes. pray with you. And you're right. just, Whoa. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, you said that when you and John prayed for wisdom, that God gave each of you a different scripture, but with a common theme that would not only carry you through the trial, but would become a ministry, really, to all those who are watching. What scripture did he give you, Diane? He gave me 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. And I, it, it's been my life verse. I mean, I, it was the first verse he gave me when we moved to Miami. I went kicking and screaming, never had lived outside of Texas. And I thought, what do you mean? Be joyful always. Give thanks in all things. Pray continually. And I decided I was going to do what it said because at the end, I was a pretty new Christian then. At the very end of the verse, it said, for this is my will for you in Christ Jesus. Well, honey, I started telling everybody I knew the will of God because it said that <laughs> was the right. will of God. That's right. It did. And so and I thought, died. if this is his will, yeah. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so that became a real theme in my life, mm-hmm. the theme of praying and giving thanks and having joy. And the only way you can have joy in all of that is to know that this isn't all there is. Mm-hmm. This exactly. this world is not it. You know, you have to have an yes, eternal you perspective. Do. You truly do. Yeah, you do. So it was um, when he gave me that verse, I wasn't surprised. In fact, I was really excited because I thought this time, Lord, I'm going to get it right. This time mm-hmm. I want to do it because it's going to mean something to John and myself mm-hmm. and to our children, our mm-hmm. grandchildren. So this time, please help me to remember that first. I want that my default. Yes, yes. And it doesn't matter what kind of trial you're going no, through. No. It doesn't have to be cancer. No. It can be a any, flat tire. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Those little things that where yes. we, we really show our fruit, right? That's right. <laughs> That's great. Well, uh, so God really did speak to your heart through those scriptures, and, and it's beautiful. And what about John's scripture? John's scripture was James 1, 2 through 4. It counted all joy, my brethren. When you fall into various trials, mm. 
not if, but when. Mm -hmm. And because you will, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. will, Mm -hmm. knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And then let patience have its perfect work. And I used to think, perfect, but it's complete. It's perfect work. Let it be, let it become complete. And so that was John's scripture. And I remember the first time he used it was after a long day at MD Anderson and about we he'd been having his first chemo and it went late into the night and we were both tired and he was so sick on the way home. And in the middle of the night, he fell and I won't tell the whole thing because I want you to get the book. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I thought he was going to die right there. I thought he was dead. I couldn't tell he was breathing or anything. And when he did come to, he, he looked up at me and he went, count it all, Joy. <laughs> I'm going, what? <laughs> uh, wow. What a spiritual leader in I your know, home, right? Really in was. that circumstance. And, and then yes. we laughed about it uh, later, you know, uh, count it all, Joy. But he really was yes, counting it all. And yes. I think it was in his inner man that that had mm. gone so deep um, that he would even hear that before he woke up. Ah. Uh. Yes, yes. Well, tell the listeners a little bit about John's background, because it sounds to me like he was kind of a man's man uh, and would be prepared to hear those words, count it all joy, when you encounter trials, because I would assume he thought pretty practically about everything. He did. Yes. He did, and he was very practical, but analytical at the same time. So whenever... Whenever he would grasp a scripture like that, he had to analyze it to death. Mm. So when he found out all meant all, (laughs) (laughs) and various trials meant all, various Mm. trials. But he, um, he, when, when he got the news, I remember him saying, I need to process this because it's one of those kinds of cancers you don't feel, you don't really know is there. And... I remember him saying, you know, maybe I shouldn't have had that test because I'm wondering if knowing is, I mean, not knowing would have been a better thing. Mm. I just wonder if that would have been a better thing. But since we knew, he said, you know, we can't look back. Yes. We can't say if only. We can't say what if. So he said, we're just going to have to do what we have to do. And that's walk through this because We have no choice in whether or not we're going to walk through it, but we do have a choice about responding. So how you're going to walk through it. Yeah, and how we're going to walk through it. And, Mm. you know, many, many times we forgot about him having cancer. Really, I mean, we were having such a good time. The cancer was, you know, kind of laying low, we thought. So we just, we ignored it. He said to me, I refuse to tell people I'm dying of cancer Mm -hmm. because I'm living with cancer. And I loved that. I do too. I love that he decided we weren't, my aunt would always say, oh no, you need to go to bed. And he'd go, no, I'm not tired. Not tired. But John, you have cancer. He said, Aunt Jo, I'm not dying of cancer. I'm living with cancer. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he, that was, that's how he looked at it. Mm -hmm. Great outlook. Well, you and John did find this three-letter word, uh, a theme, if you will, in these two scriptures, that word being joy. Now, did it surprise you and John that that was the word that God obviously wanted you to hang on to through this particular trial? It didn't surprise me Mm -hmm. because it's kind of been my theme, but it did surprise me that John 
received that. He was a happy guy, but he was very serious, and joy just wouldn't have been something that I thought would be a scripture he'd get. I don't know why, but after we had been kneeling and praying, he, we both looked at each other while we were, we were on a, you know, we were on the ground, but we had a stool, and we were holding hands like this, and he said, you're just not going to believe the scripture God gave me. And I said, well, mine is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. He goes, that's always been yours. He said, he probably gave you that because you'd already memorized it. <laughs> and I said, I don't know, maybe, but I, I love it, you know. And he said, well, mine is to count it all joy from James. And I went, so we both have joy. He said, that's right. And he said, you know, I guess he did that on purpose. We're we're kind of in unity in this. Yes. I said, well, we're going yes. through it together. That's for sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it surprised me for him. For him. But, oh, my goodness, I had no clue what God had in mind with that mm. and how great it would turn out for him. Mm. Well, I think it's beautiful that he gave you that little deeper insight of John uh, by did. giving him that, that particular verse mm-hmm. uh, after being married 46 years. Yeah. But you learned something new, that joy could be his his word, too. I know. And he was joyful. <laughs> yes. I shouldn't say he wasn't, but I loved it that we both had that word. Uh-huh. Well, you tell of encountering people in the waiting room of MD Anderson, and they would hear you and John laughing, and it doesn't surprise me at all. You're, I just love your, your sense of humor and uh, your joyful outlook on life. But they would be surprised to learn that you were actually there, that John was there for treatment. Yeah. And uh, you, it opened opportunity for you to share with them about your joy. Kind of share us with us perhaps one of those experiences and what your response was at that appointed time. Well, I remember the first day we were there waiting to see our doctor, and there was a lady sitting. It was the room was just a little rectangle, and in the very center, it had a fish tank, which MD Anderson has those fish tanks all over. I guess they make you just kind of, you relax, Peace. I guess. Yes. It's very peaceful. peaceful. And um, so he was telling me something, and I started laughing. And it was kind of a what if I go in there, because we he'd never had radiation. Of course not. This was all new to him. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I started laughing, and then I said, well, what if it's this? And then he started laughing, and this lady across the room from us, and it wasn't a big room, she said, excuse me, are you waiting to pick up somebody that's in the back? And John said, no, ma'am. And she said, but you're both laughing. Is one of you sick? And I said, yes, ma'am, he's sick. He has cancer. But I said, you know, we've decided we're going to just be joyful throughout this whole thing. And She just kind of went like that, you know, and um, John said, you can have joy in the midst of any circumstances if you know Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And she said, really? And John said, yes, you can. And he said, I'd love to talk to you about it. Well, she was called then, Mm -hmm. back then, but, Mm -hmm. you know, she was going to the same doctor that John was going to, and she was a Christian. So I have a feeling... She prayed over that lady a lot, and I never saw her again. I I pray for her sometimes, wondering if she's still around and if she trusted Jesus. 
So John planted a seed. He did. Perhaps the doctor watered, mm-hmm. and hopefully yeah. she has believed hopefully. in Jesus. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. But that began the beginning of telling yes. others about Christ and how you could walk through this. Yes, And it yes. was wonderful. It was like going to church. <laughs> looking And looking for opportunities yes. to do that when you go out. I wonder who will encounter today, We would right? pray on the way down there, and I would say, I can't wait to see what God's going to do. Mm-hmm. And he always sent us somebody. Always. Love it. Love it. I do too. And so it did become your ministry. It did become yes. my ministry. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, goodness, you know, John's cancer battle was over eight years affecting much of his body. Mm-hmm. Only those who have experienced cancer firsthand or who are spouses or caretakers can really grasp the intensity of a cancer battle. Uh, we can all understand that there were some dark days. Oh, yes. uh, we can't say that every day was was bright, right? That's true. But you speak of a day when John declared that joy had descended on him. Would you be able to? I know it's still hard. Would you be able to share what you can of that sure. story and and what it, what God compelled John to do okay. as a result of that? Well, I if I cry, I'm really sorry. Yes. I still remember it like it was yesterday, but he had already been through, he'd already had two 12-hour brain surgeries, and uh, now he he had just finished um, a gamma knife surgery because the tumors were multiplying every day, three and four times. So he was laying in bed one morning, and he woke up, and I had gone in to have my coffee, and I, I heard him call me, and I went in there, and he was just glowing. And I said, what in the world? He said, sit down. I have got to tell you something. Joy has descended upon me. And I went, descended? And he said, yes, it it just has gone from my head through my whole body Mm -hmm. down to my toes. And he said, God has told me and impressed on my heart that I am to do three things. And I said, well, for heaven's sakes, what are they? We need to get started on this. (laughs) He said, He told me that I am to be reading the word every second Mm -hmm. that I'm awake. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh, my gosh, that's wonderful. We should be doing that anyway. And he said, and he's compelled me to pray for you Mm -hmm. 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. And I just stared Mm -hmm. at him and I said, (laughs) jokingly, do you never pray for me? He said, (laughs) I pray for you all the time, Uh, but this is different. This is an intense prayer that I know you're going to need. I didn't even remember that part Uh until after he'd been dead for a while. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how am I making it day by day? And I remembered he'd been praying for me. He prepared you. Yeah. And the third thing was to tell everyone he knew about Jesus. Mm. He said, I have got to get it through to people that I know and love because I don't have a lot of time left. He was urgent. I mean, it was one of those things that, like Christ in his last days, just needed to get the the word out to his disciples. And I think that's what made me really understand it as I got back into the book of John. And I thought he was being urgent with those disciples. Yes. So I think that was John. That was his main thing was to be urgent with people he knew. And even if they knew the Lord, mm. he wanted them to know. He ne- they needed to know him better, wow. that deep knowledge. 
Well, I, I love it because it truly brings us back full circle for the topic of today's podcast, and that's finding joy in the trials. Yes. And and so so we end it with John, your your husband, saying, mm-hmm. "You need to pray, you need to read the Word, and you need to tell others about mm-hmm. Jesus." Right. My goodness, if we did that, we would find joy in our trials, Diane. Isn't that the truth? Yes. Yeah, so praise the Lord for that. It's so encouraging to hear of God's faithfulness and His love to you and John throughout this trial. And uh, I I would love to have you come back next week because John has gone on to be with the Lord. And and so you have a new life now. I do. And and we want to give the Lord praise in that as well. So could I have you come back next week and share? I would love it. Yes, I would love that. All right. Thank Thank you you so much, Diane. Wow, what a powerful story to encourage us to find joy in our trials. We hope you've been blessed by today's podcast. Please share with others that you know who may be in the midst of their own trials. If you'd like to get a copy of Diane's book, Finding Joy in the Journey, you can find it by following the link in our podcast notes today. We've also set up a couple of ways for you to communicate with us. Email questions or comments to saving_grace at gsot.edu or follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at SavingGraceCast. Perhaps God is calling you to continue your education through Grace School of Theology or to prayerfully and financially support those who do. Be sure to visit our website for more details about grace. Thanks for tuning in today. And remember, the love of Christ can never be earned and can never be lost. You have been listening to Saving Grace, a podcast ministry of Grace School of Theology. For more information, visit gsot.edu slash savinggrace. Views expressed on this podcast may not always be the views of Grace School of Theology or its leadership. 